This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hello, Metro FM family. This is your brother Jonathan with DHL Ministries, Decisions, Habits, Lifestyle. Continuing with you in the book of 1 John chapter 2. Isn't this exciting? We get to come together every few days and discuss this word and understand how it applies to our lives every day. This is exciting for me, even though I'm in this word and I'm making these notes for the WhatsApp group and, and for these messages. It's exciting the way I see the continuity and the consistency of the Word of God. It is so exciting. I mean, we've been learning just in this one book, we've been learning in this very chapter that that the right to know God or how you know God correctly, when you're in a good relationship with Him, you'll keep His commandments. We were instructed to love our brethren and not to love the world. And now we're trying to realize that we have to be aware of the seducing spirits of the Antichrist or the enemy. And I know these are heavy words, right? Some of you who have been in very fluffy um, types of churches or in ministries that only talk about the good and all these other things. The reality is that the Bible talks more about hell than about heaven. It talks a lot about unrighteousness and and what to avoid and the fruits or the results of unrighteous living. And we know the one behind unrighteousness is the devil himself. He's the ruler of this world system as it stands right now. And that influence has been on us all of our lives. And it's constantly pressing against us as Christians. And so we have to swim upstream and against the current events and the um, acceptable practices of the world system. And we have to be representatives of the kingdom of God and ambassadors for the kingdom of God. And so we can only do this through the power of God. We are not encouraging people or trying to make good people. It almost makes me shiver when someone says, you know, you're a good person. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, they don't mean it that way, but I used to try to be a good person and represent a good person. And it just made me feel like I was better than all the other people I would not call good people at that time. And so trying to be a good person is not the goal. Being godly men and women is the goal. Now, if someone says, I, you're a genuine Christian, I can see you really love Jesus. That is a wonderful feeling. Um, but to be a good person is not the goal. To be a godly person is the goal. And so we have to be aware of these seducing spirits that are out there right now that are teaching things um, that sound true and sound good and get us excited. And I'm not talking about people outside the church. I'm not talking about people outside the church. The Bible is clear that these seducing spirits and these wolves in sheep's clothing, these antichrists are in the churches. And so in the churches and not just in the congregation, they're in the churches and they've gotten into leadership. And so what do you do? Become paranoid of all of your leaders? No, absolutely not. You become 
students of the Word of God yourself, disciples of the Word of God, and that way you can rightly divide the truth from the lie. You can see through the misleadings and the fluffiness of it all, and you can understand what the principles are of the Word of God. Most importantly, you can hear from God directly. And so this is what we're trying to do in this ministry is create disciples. That's why that's the Great Commission and not go create converts or go see how many people your church can take a number of how many people said the sinner's prayer. That's missing it, guys. How many disciples are there? How many people are being seen as genuine Christians? Not because they wear all the clothing and the necklace and all those things, but their life represents Christianity, right? That is the goal. And you guys have been faithful to tune in here on Metro FM and also joining us on Radio Box so we can get around the world. You've been faithful and wanting to be on the WhatsApp group and listening to the podcast on Anchor.tv or Spotify or iTunes or whatever you have. You've been faithful to go check out the YouTube videos when you have access to data. And so we're going to continue to feed this faithfulness with more in the book of 1 John chapter 2. Well, if that wasn't enough time for you to get your Bibles and get pen and paper ready, you missed your opportunity because here we go. 1 John chapter 2 verses 18 and 19 is what we're talking about today. And it says, little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. Verse 19, they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would, no doubt, have continued with us. But they went out, that they might be made manifest, that they were not all of us. Amen? So you can see that they were of this group that is being talked about as us, in other words, believers. And they were of us, but they went out that they might be manifest that they were not all of us. And so the different things that they're talking about in this book are like, remember we, ta remember we talked about the moral code or the moral test. Now we're talking about discerning the spirits or the theological test. Um, the, the ethical moral test was in the beginning verses one through 11. Now the theological test is that they, that we're talking about or whomever you might suspect, do they have a proper view of Christ? When they speak of the word of God, are they speaking accurately? When they're talking about the character of God, are they accurately representing God's character? And again, these aren't conclusive tests, but when you see all these things coming together, then you will start to see more clearly the spirit of the Antichrist. Now, I know in the beginning here, it says that there are many, and that's how we know the end is near. And, and people can jump on that and say, well, they said the end was near and it was hundreds of years ago. How could it be the end is near now? Well, I mean, guys, really, it, every day we're closer to the end, right? Just, just by general reasoning. But the reason they thought that is because they could start to see the increase in these false teachings. They could start to see more clearly. So 
it's twofold. One, you can clearly see in these days that the character of the Antichrist, meaning distrust or lying, deceiving, uh, persuading, abusing, all those types of things are rising and they prevail. Um, You can see it more clearly. The emphasis on core doctrine, the core doctrine that support that Christ is God, the core doctrine that are dependent upon our salvation is not taught as often as it would be other things such as tithing and offerings and uh, uh, ministries of healings and all these other things are a lot more prominent in the world today in their teachings than are the core doctrine of Christianity. I, I don't know, except for this time of year, I don't know when there's ever been a breakdown of the significance of the virgin birth, of the significance of all of the prophecies that were fulfilled through the life of Christ that confirmed who he was, or the incredible odds of any one person satisfying just a handful of prophecies. These types of things that establish and express the deity of Jesus Christ, the core doctrine, are hardly ever preached in the mainstream. It's these other stories and principles of good living and doing the right thing, and those are important. But the core doctrine, in fact, ask yourself right now, do you even know what the core doctrine of Christianity are? Now, core being the center or the most important, and peripheral meaning the doctrine around the outside. So peripheral doctrine would be things that do not affect your salvation, whether you believe one way or the other of that doctrine. But core doctrine are uncompromisable, and they should be being taught clearly and consistently to protect and um, guide new believers. We should all have been indoctrinated or taught the core doctrine early on in Christianity. So that digression aside, they were saying that you could tell these spirits, you could discern the spirits or the motivation behind these people by their actions, by how they accurately represented Christ or they didn't. And of course there's this. There are people who come to our church and get established in our church as members and leaders of some way, shape or form. And then they start trying to pull people away or they start trying to persuade people into other things or they are allowed to um, emphasize peripheral doctrine as a core issue. Um, And so you've got to start to watch for some of these cancers in the church body And again, we're talking about the spirit of influence behind the people. We're not throwing the people away. We're saying, watch for these spiritual influences that are invading our church and that are already there, the Bible says, and you'll be able to see them clearly. Now, when you see them clearly and you grow in maturity in Christ, it brings you to a place of compassion where you want to pray for them first in your own prayer closet. And then you want to look for an opportunity to approach them and guide them and maybe even confront them and correct them. Um, But when they try to pull members from the church or they leave the church and then they start talking down about the church, now all these things are not character of Christianity. 
their character expressions of the spirit of the Antichrist. And so that's what John's trying to teach here to all of those. And he's assuring them that say, look, if they were of us, we would have been held together by the spirit of God. We'd have been held together by our commitment to God. Even if we have differences of opinion, we would have been held together by our commitment to God, right? So the fact they go out and not only go out, but talk bad about the church and then try to pull uh, other members. And they're usually not established members. They're, they're young, fragile members in Christianity is the ones they try to pull. And so that tactic expresses or can be pretty clear to stamp them as being influenced by the Antichrist because God's about unity, not about division. Um, God's about the truth and not about a lie. And God's about transparency and not hidden agendas, you see. So that's what he's talking about here. He's saying um, that we have to be aware of this. We have to discern them. You can't test them theologically unless you're sound on your theological position. You have to know what the core doctrine are and why you believe what you believe. And it's okay if it's been a long time and you've been a Christian for a while. Um, you have to just start checking yourself because here's the thing, family. The Holy Spirit shows us the errors in people who are being led by the Antichrist. And again, I'm not talking about people committed to the devil. I'm just talking about people who, for one reason or another, are not really in the family. They might have had an emotional move to be converted, and now they're informational, and they're just gathering information, speaking Christianese. They've changed some things in their life, but there's not an ongoing change. Or you might see a different, extremely different person in church than you know outside the church. Um, anybody can stop cursing during a one-hour church service, but you see them at work, and they're cursing up a storm. Again, these are not conclusive evidences. But they should be a cause for concern if those things aren't starting to go away as they press in closer to God. Or if they don't welcome accountability as you come alongside of them and say, Look, I'm trying to change in this area of my life and I need somebody to pray for me about it and ask me about it so I can confirm that I'm having progress in being aware and making better decisions and, and watching God deliver me from these things. And then you can be account accountability partner for them. So um, these are the healthy, wholesome things in Christianity. And there's many stillborn Christians who come up and say their prayer at the altar or even say the prayer like we're going to share with you your position at the end of this message. But you don't go any further. You don't connect with other Christians. You don't get into your word. And so it's hard to be sure of whether you actually did it with your heart and God came into your life and you're saved or if you're just fooling yourself because you're getting better and you're actually going to church and you're telling people you're going to church and there's some church people you're hanging around now. We really want you to be plugged in directly to God through Jesus Christ and to read and study his word. And so um, some people may call themselves Christians for less than the best reasons, like um, maybe it's a family tradition to go to church. Maybe their family members are Christian, so they feel like they're Christian because they've said that their whole life. But as we've talked about before, if your mother and father are doctors, you may know a lot about medicine. You've heard those conversations at the dinner table. You've asked them many questions. You've even read the books they have at home. But it doesn't make you a doctor. You still have to walk the walk yourself. You got to go through the course yourself. And as Christians, association with other Christians, even your family members, well-known or not, 
um, does not make you personally saved. You have to make a decision and follow Jesus and, and fight your battles and walk this walk and live this life. Amen? Amen. Well, um, if you are a member of the WhatsApp group that I'll give you the phone number to shortly, so get your pen ready or your, your notes on your phone ready. Um, the WhatsApp group receives these notes that I've been reading from and looking at. They receive all of these notes um, before the broadcast so they can document things or add things to the notes. Those notes contain not only the scripture verses in the King James and the Amplified that we discussed today, but they also include a lot of cross-references. Cross-references are other verses of scripture that directly connect in principle or in literal word to what we've discussed. So you can see that that word is solid, that that message is sound and consistent throughout the Bible. And they also, also often contain um, things to consider, um, manners and customs or background information about what's going on, summary of the different groups of um, verses we've been reading. And, um, and then on the WhatsApp group, as I done today and will do more often, I also am talking with the group and updating them about how the group is supposed to run and what's going on in the ministry and explain to them how to use the notes and how to study the word so that you can hear from God directly. Um, so join the WhatsApp group. I'll give you the number here in a little bit. And also realize that this podcast right now, this is a broadcast on the radio right now, so it's a broadcast, but this same audio is a podcast also. And so I send the link to the podcast to the group right after it airs or shortly thereafter, forgive me guys. And um, then you can access not only this message, but the messages weeks and now months before so you can hear more and more of these types of messages breaking down the word of God. And so that's on Anchor. TV. But if you just look up DHL Ministries, you'll find the YouTube channel. You'll find all the podcasts. Now, if you're ready, the WhatsApp group number is 260-97-583-6324. I know that was fast. Let's say it again. 260-97-583-6324. Or you can just type DHL Ministries and you will get access to all these kind of things. So if you've been listening to this whole thing and you heard me say about what a real Christian is or a true conversion or evidence of repentance, evidence of salvation, and you're not sure, it's ABCs, guys, the ABCs. A, admit you're a sinner. That just means you're not following the life God has for you. You can say this in a prayer format. You can say it on your knees. God, I, I admit I'm a sinner. I need you to help me and save me. B, believe means to trust and rely upon that Jesus Christ died for you. The fact that he died for you is the only way of salvation. And so to believe on that and trust in that with all that you have right now and see, confess, tell someone else that you have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. And then you have entered into conversion through these teachings on here, you can become a disciple or a student of the Word of God, and then you can hear from God directly. Well, we continue to ask everyone to pray for Metro FM and their generosity and their staff members. We know the holidays are approaching, but don't lose hope. We know there's a lot going on in the world, but Jesus Christ is our hope. 
And I pray these messages are impacting you and affecting change by the word of God for his glory. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll see you in a couple days on Wednesday night.